0: What's up, everyone? It's your favorite marketer and podcast host. My name is Crit. I'm the author of Zero to Four Figures, a podcaster, YouTuber, Etsy shop owner, and a Skillshare teacher. All the links are in the description box below if you'd like to check it out. On this podcast, I bring in experts to give you actionable steps on various marketing, business, and mindset strategies to help you grow the business you love. Today, I have one such Expert with me, Brendan. Brendan is the founder of Master Talk. He coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to become top 1% communicators in their industry. He also has a popular YouTube channel called Master Talk with the goal of providing free access to communication tools for everyone in the world. Brendan, how are we doing today?
1: Very good, Fred. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm doing awesome. Such a pleasure to have you. And I know that this podcast episode is going to be really, really helpful for those uh, entrepreneurs who are my listeners who are looking to be good communicators, because most of them are either solopreneurs or entrepreneurs looking to start their podcast, start their YouTube channel. So let's get to the first question. How did your journey start?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, for me, it all started in college. I went to business school, Prit. And in business school, I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age are playing baseball or basketball or football or some other sport you probably wouldn't see me playing. <laughs> I was doing presentations competitively, and that's how I learned how to speak. And then as I got older, I started coaching a lot of the students in college on how to communicate ideas because I wanted them to win these competitions too. Mm. And that's what made me really good totally by accident at communication coaching so I landed a great job at IBM I wasn't really looking to be an entrepreneur and I worked there for a few years but during that transition I had the idea for master talk because mm-hmm. I realized that everything that was in my head wasn't really available for free on the internet so I just started making videos and then a few years later turned to something I never could have imagined
0: oh that's amazing what a wonderful story and I really think I don't think, accidents happen though I think this was meant to be the path that you take and I think that through those rigorous training and you know the amount of focus and and I guess I would say intentional learning that you did during your master's program I think it really helped you bring master talk to life so I don't think it was an accident I think you should give yourself more credit
1: (laughs) you know it's important to be humble in life so I try my best to be
0: Oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> All righty. So, Brendan, can you tell us a little bit about what exactly do you do? So, for example, what if my listeners come up to you and then they say, well, Brendan, how can you help me out? What What do you teach? How do you go about it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would answer two things. You know, MasterTalk is both a media and a coaching business. So let's talk about that. It's first and foremost a media company. You know, my mission with MasterTalk from day one, which is the same today, is how do I create free resources for the world to learn communication, whether they can afford a coach or not. That's the Mm. game behind MasterTalk. I never was meant to be a business. I started making videos for fun. I was making good money at IBM. I wasn't looking to monetize this. And that's still the mission today. But now that I do this full time, it's expanded to, well, how do I do this sustainably? How do I create free video? Because obviously my production videos, they aren't cheap anymore. So how do mm-hmm. I fund those my teams who, who run that for me in a way that I can still make a living? And I realized through different business models. And the one that I'm the most passionate about, frankly, is coaching. You know, I've coached mm-hmm. my whole life. But I never realized until maybe three, four years ago that you can get paid to do it. So I just coach <laughs> a lot of high-level CEOs and executives on how to communicate ideas, per, how to communicate ideas effectively, and they pay me and help me pay the bills.
0: Oh, that's amazing! And what are the most biggest mistakes that you say uh, see with your clients? Let's list about three of them.
1: Yeah, for sure. I would say the, the biggest one by far is lack of motivation. You know, a lot of people think, Prit, that fear is the biggest challenge Mm. in communication. I actually disagree. I think the biggest challenge is motivation because there are so many points in our life where we've been scared of doing something, whether it's starting a new college, whether it's getting a new job, whether it's dating, it doesn't matter what it is. We have fear around it, but why do we still do it? Because the motivation associated to doing that thing is greater than the fear. I think the same analogy applies with communication too. That's why the question I always ask is how would your life change if you're an exceptional communicator? This is a question a lot of us who are listening to this podcast don't really think about in the context of communication. So that's challenge number one is to find an intrinsic reason as to why they should even do a lot of the tips that we're going to talk about a little bit throughout today's show. So that's number one. Number two that we alluded to earlier is fear, right? I would say after motivation, it's probably fear, the biggest mistake, the biggest challenge. And the reason is because it freezes people into taking action. And the remedy to that is simply this, to not see it as something we need to remove, but rather a dichotomy to manage, right? Fear is like the difference between message and fear, like a boxing match, The goal is not for the fear to leave the boxing match, but rather make sure that when your message why you want to do this and your fear meet in the middle, that your message gets the knockout punch. Mm. So that's challenge number two. And then finally, I would say mistake number three is that a lot of people, especially business owners, don't think about the end state of their business. So what mm. does that mean in print? That means that let's say a business is doing $50,000 right now. They're going, oh yeah, I don't need communication. I don't need any of this. They don't really assume the business is actually going to work. Well, if the business works and you're going to do half a million dollars a year or $750, you are going to have a lot of employees and you need to want to communicate effectively at that level. So anyways, I know this is a mouthful, but since yes for three, those are the three.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, that's amazing. But I think before, I, I will definitely touch upon the mistakes that you just said, but First, I think I should have started off with this question. What does it mean to be a good communicator in your eyes?
1: Right. Great question, print So the way that great communication, how I define it personally, which is different for everybody, is let's start with my definition, which is simply this. How do we convey an idea to a specific audience to achieve a specific outcome? So that's a broad definition because... A specific audience could be a sales presentation at work. It could be convincing our significant other that Mexican food is better than Chinese food tonight because we're talking about a specific audience and a specific outcome and sharing and conveying that idea. So what is the difference between regular communication and great or effective communication is that communication is just blah, blah, right? It's just you're talking for the sake of it. Whereas effective communication is achieving the specific outcome. In the funny example we talked about earlier, where the significant other actually goes, you're right, we should get Mexican food. Because if they don't actually agree with you, it's not effective communication because you're not achieving the specific outcome. But that analogy can be broadened out to, if you're speaking to 100 people, are you getting your sales targets? If you're managing a group at a company, are you getting the outcomes that you want to bring across? And that's the key difference to both.
0: Oh, that's a that's a fantastic way of looking at it, Brendan. I really like it because I think that, especially in the entrepreneurial world with business owners and entrepreneurs, I think that achieving that specific outcome is where we miss, you know? we We know what we want, but achieving that, that's usually where the gap lies. And I think that being an effective communicator is definitely one of the ways to help you get there. And let's talk a little bit about the biggest mistakes that you were talking about. And the first one that you said was lack of motivation. Why do you think that lack of motivation exists with people, not just your clients, but even people in general?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question. I would say for communication specifically, the answer is a bit different. Mm -hmm. And the answer is simply this. A lot of us are conditioned by society or coaches or personal development to really have goals, which is a good thing for business, for relationships, for money, for wealth, for health. But a lot of us never really talk about communication goals. Let me give you a simple thought here. There's three questions I ask every client I work with. One is, what do you want? Right? What do you want in life? Like, Do you want more money? Do you want more fame? Like, What, what is it that you want? So people might say a bigger YouTube channel. People might say a promotion at work. Second question I ask them, who already has what you want? So these are very simple questions. Okay, there's something that you want in life somebody else has. So they might name a few people. But then there's the third question that nobody asks. And the question is, the person that has what you want, how do they communicate? How do they come across? And are you communicating like they are? Mm -hmm. What is the gap between them and you? And you'll realize that the gap is massive. right? And that's really... The key is no one is really directing people towards tying in their dreams that they already have, that have nothing to do with communication, or at least they think, with the power of communication. I always tell people that communication is an accelerant of dreams, Prit, in the sense that it doesn't matter what you want in life. Communication allows you to put a gas pedal to getting there faster, but a lot of people don't get drawn that correlation and that's why they never find that intrinsic reason.
0: Oh that that's actually a really insightful uh, thing, Brendan because I have definitely seen that pattern as well in my life if I have to look back and when you say effective communicator, what I want to say is for example, there is someone that I want to be like and they communicate in a certain way. Am I supposed to emulate them or, One, how do I find a style of communication that works for me, my personality, my tone, and who I am, stays authentic to who I am? And number two, how do I learn how to be secure with the way I communicate?
1: Right. So the first part to that question, Prit, is there's no overnight silver bullet. Style is derived from output, so, for example, when I started my YouTube channel, just so people have a picture of this, I was a 22 year old kid making videos in my mom's basement. I had a bachelor's degree in accounting. I had a crooked left arm. It's still crooked to this day. And I spoke French my whole life. I was zero qualified, I had no idea what style was. I didn't even know how to press record on a camera. And that's okay because style gets developed over time. As you do more reps, It becomes easier for you to get comfortable in your skin, which is the answer to the second question, but it also feeds into your first one, which allows you to figure out what you're actually good at, what should your style be. The other part to that is comparing yourself to other speakers. And I mean comparison in the right way, not how much money they make per speech, not the cars and the bungalows they might have, but more in the size or the situation of what or how are they coming off? So I'll give you an example. The way you do this is you make a list of the three speakers you personally resonate with the most. So for me, it's people like Gary Vaynerchuk, people like Seth Godin, people like Scott Harrison. I just personally like their style the most. But there's other people like yourself. You might have a completely different list of people and that's okay. But the point that I want to derive is there's no winning style. There's so many people on YouTube who have way bigger followings than me like Roberto Blake and Lana Blakely and the holistic psychologist, but they're all super introverted and they're way more successful than me. So I think it's, it's not about finding a style. It's about starting and embracing the style that naturally comes towards you as the years go by.
0: I think that's fantastic. I mean, if I have to look at my years and years of communication, I think that especially after I started the entrepreneurial journey, I developed a style by doing it again and again and again and again and I think that's also important to understand. And I also liked another point that you said um, you know the confidence or you know you understanding how you put yourself out there happens only after you do it and then you do it again. <laughs> it doesn't happen beforehand and I think that's one more thing that causes that hesitation to even get started because you think you have to be fully ready. You have to have all your style of communication mastered and, you know, done all that. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I completely agree. Right. And I think that's the challenge with a lot of us. And I'll give you like a clear analogy here. You know, we were babies and we tried to walk. We didn't sit there and intellectualize the circumference of our legs and figure out how to walk. We just got up and then our ass fell down to the floor and then we figured it out. We kept getting back up. But we don't apply that analogy that has made us successful, literally the most important uh, thing in our life, which is walking to to every other skill in our life. You know we we judge ourselves way too early in the game of communication. And that's why I encourage a lot of entrepreneurs to start that journey. But now, obviously, the natural follow-up question to that is, well, Brendan, how do we get started? So let's go through a couple of easy things that we can do. The way that I think about this print is communication is like juggling eighteen balls at the same time, right? So one of those balls is is, you know, just body language. Another one is storytelling. Another one is eye contact, facial expression, smiling. And it can get really confusing if you're trying to juggle all eighteen. So now the question becomes, what are the three easiest balls to juggle? What are the three easiest things that we can do to build our momentum? So let's start with number one, and I'll pause at each one so I'm not monologuing too much here. So the first one is the random word exercise, right? Pick a random word, like trophy case, like master, like talk, like lights, and create random presentations out of thin air. The reason why this exercise works so well is it because it helps you think on your feet really fast? And what I also tell p- people is if you can make sense out of nonsense print, you can make sense out of anything. That's why I recommend that exercise. Do that three to five times a day, and you'll be a lot better in 30 days. So that's number one of three.
0: Uh, this reminds me of a party game, actually. When I was a kid, um, they used to put chips in a, in a bowl. And then we would, I think it's called Just a Minute Jam. And then you would pick up and then you would talk about it for one minute. And I loved it, guys. I totally aced that game. But I think that, you know, doing that multiple times actually helped me communicate really well as well. Like, give me a topic I can speak, even though it's probably nonsense in the moment, but I can make sense out of it. So I think that's a really, really nice way to go about it. I have never thought of that game to be one of the reasons, you know, that helped me communicate or even think on the fly, because that's really important for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. Half the time, everything's just around us and confusion and absolute flames most of the times. And to be able to communicate effectively while juggling all of those different balls is definitely something. So really like that tip.
1: Absolutely. Let's go to number two. (laughs) I love that game. I have to check out what this game is. So that's number one. So number two is the question drill. We get asked questions all the time in our life print, whether it's at work, at school, from our clients, sales calls, and of course, on podcasts. And a lot of us are reactive to those questions. We wait for the question to appear, and then we answer it. I'll give you a funny example with me. A few years ago, when I started podcasting, I sucked, right? I was terrible at this. I didn't even know you could guess on a podcast. And somebody asked me the funniest question that I wasn't prepared for. He looked at me and he said, where does the fear of communication come from? And I looked at the guy and I was like, uh, I don't know, Los Angeles, <laughs> London, you tell me, man. So I didn't know, right? Because I wasn't prepared, I didn't do a good job. So every day, what I did moving forward for five minutes a day, that's all I ask. I would write down and answer the the question. Of what somebody would ask me about my expertise, about my products, my services. So day one, I would answer where does the fear of communication come from? Day two, I would answer X. You know, day three, I would a- answer what. And every single day I would just answer one question that I thought somebody would ask me about communication. But if you do that for a year, print, you'll have answered 365 questions about your industry. You'll be absolutely bulletproof It just business owners don't put in the time.
0: That's a fantastic way. I mean, I personally don't do it as intentionally as you said, like one every day. But for me, it's more about imagining different scenarios and interviews that I'm going to be on or, you know, me being on a TEDx, you know, all of those things. And then I kind of recreate those situations and and put myself into those situations and think about how I would answer or what I would say in those moments. And, And for me, that's more of a fun aspect, but I love the fact that you brought it up as very intentional thing for you to do to become an effective and a really great communicator so i personally recommend this because i do this and it's, it's a lot of fun too you know you imagine yourself in a setup and you you actually get to experience what you would actually feel and probably it's manifestation in its own way but i i really like um this whole concept of it so thank you for that brendan what's tip number three
1: Absolutely, pretty. So So a couple of things, you know, for the question drill, for those of you who are listening, keep things super simple. All you need literally is a piece of paper. So even for the most introverted person listening to this, you literally just have to wake up in the morning, open a Word document, and write out the answer to the question and be done with your day. That's it. So it's really about like taking action. Same thing with the random word exercise. They'll be like, oh, Brennan, I don't I have 10 minutes. I'll say, yeah, you do, because you shower every day. I hope so. Anyways, everyone's listening to this. Or else I have a different podcast I'll probably <laughs> drive people towards. But the, but the point is, we all got time. It's just how are we using that time to maximize the benefits and the results? So that's number two. Now let's go to number three. Number three is what makes me the most money. So if you do just this, and it has nothing to do with social media – you will easily increase the revenue to whatever business you're in. Very simple. All I do, because most of my business does not come from guests on podcasts, I would say 50% of my business comes from this strategy alone. I make a list of all my current and past clients. That's it. And then I look at what is their birthday or when is a popular holiday, and I send all of them 20-second video messages. That's it. Hey, Brent, just want to say I'm thinking about you. I hope you had a beautiful birthday. Amazing to see all the great things that you're doing in your life. Super grateful to have worked with you, this year, even if you're not a client. That's what I would say. Right? And then you know what happens, print? 10% of the time? 10% of the time, they always respond back and say, Brendan, you're always so thoughtful. You know, there's this vice president I forgot to introduce you to. You should have lunch with them. Boom, I close the sale with zero effort. So forget about social media. For those of you who are scared about posting on social, start with the people you already bought and sold into your offer that you're already delivered. Because I'm assuming, obviously, that the people listening to this are good at what they do. Because obviously, if you're not good at what you do, you can't do this because they'll throw pitchforks at you when you send the video messages. But obviously, I'm assuming you're good at business. You're good at delivery. Because if you are, all you need to do is maintain the relationship. And video messages are the best way to do that. And it costs you a grand total of $0.00 and zero cents, and it makes me most of my money. That's it.
0: Okay. As a marketer, this makes me so, so happy uh, because it's all about relationship building. And I have talked about this on multiple podcasts about how effective it is to, you know, forget video messages, but even just voice notes, you know, getting that personalized message. And for those of you out there, I'm going to extrapolate this to just a little bit, your followers on Instagram send them voice notes, okay? Even if it is you just saying hi in a video, send them that, build that relationship. And I think that's something that Brendan has talked about and touched upon in this uh, video and podcast as well. And that's so, so important. It just takes 10 seconds of your day, you know? But the impact that you leave, the amount of connection that people feel versus just sending a text message or sending uh, an email, it's just, I think it's 10X the time and as Brendan says, you never know. You might even trigger a line of thought that says, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to introduce me to this person or I'm going to, um, well, I want to come back as a repeat customer. That happens too, you know? So for me as a marketer, I really, really love this tip because it talks, it, one, it speaks volumes about how you are so connected with the people that you work with, which is very important for my listeners as well, if they want to work with you. But the second thing is that you understand that being a communicator is also about relationship building. And I personally really liked that.
1: Absolutely. And it makes all the difference because nobody does it, print. That's why most people lose in business. And especially everyone listening to this, it's like, okay, well, how badly do you want to succeed in business? (laughs) There's a reason why most people aren't successful because they're not willing to put in the time. And the point I want to drive is you don't need to start strangers. Start the people who already bought from you. When was the last time you sent something to your family? right? The people that you're grateful for, the people actually pour into you. And when we start with those people, it's a lot easier Mm. to really see the impact of our message and actually have the guts to post in social, but it all begins there.
0: Oh, that's so true. And I think that we've spoken so much. You've given so many actionable tips, but if there's one advice that you want to give my listeners, just to wrap up this entire episode, what would it be, Brendan?
1: Yeah, I would say to really take the time to envision where you want your business to be in the next three to five years and asking yourself, are you acting like that person today? Mm. Especially in the context of communication, right? If you're making a hundred grand a year right now, or 50 grand a year right now, but you want to make five, six hundred K one day, ask yourself. Are you communicating like someone who makes five, six hundred K? You know, the question I always ask my clients is Is the quality of your communication mirroring the quality of the product and services that you sell? Do I feel when talking to you that you're worth $2,000 an hour? Do I feel when talking to you that you're worth $500 an hour? And if I don't feel that, which is the hardest thing, I'll never give you money even if you're the best person in the world at what you do. Yes. And that's what I would encourage people to start thinking about is to refine their communication. Not Maybe not for the results you're getting today in your business because you're getting the results you're getting with what you have right now, but for the results you're going to get tomorrow. And if you're always preparing yourself for that version of who you're going to be, you'll never have to play catch up. Mm-hmm. You'll always naturally transition to the next stage of growth. And that is not just to do with business right it's also about the way you take care of your family the way that you raise your children the way that you make friends when you travel communication is a big part of that too and that future version of who you want to be
0: that's some fantastic advice um brendan if my listeners want to reach out to you or check out your social media pages where can they find you
1: absolutely this is super fun thanks for having me so two ways to keep in touch number one Check out the YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com and type master talk and you'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to communicate ideas effectively. That's one. And then number two is register for one of my free Zoom trainings. I do a free one every two weeks. This is not a recorded webinar. It's fun. It's live and I facilitate it and it's free. And if you want to register for that, go to rockstarcommunicator.com.
0: Perfect. I'm going to put all of the links in the description box below feel free to check it out, reach out to Brendan, you know, tell him one thing that you liked about this episode, Um, you know, say hi to him. He's really friendly. I'm pretty sure that he's going to, uh, you know, he's not going to bite basically guys. So thank you so much for listening all the way up until here. Thank you, Brendan, for coming on and sharing your valuable advice and insight to all of my listeners. And of course me as well. Uh, For those of you who are listening all out there, description in the box below, I will catch you guys in my next podcast episode. Bye-bye.